You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Stacy's mom has got it going on. <laughs> Not Sounds quite. just like it. It's close. It is close. <laughs> Do you know who this is? I don't. L7, you're never them? No. They're like a girl band? No. Do I know this song? I don't. You pretend that we're dead. No. Played on alternative radio for a little while. Was it on 92.3? I'm not sure. I don't know where I know this from. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard this. I saw a skunk by the ocean today. Okay, was it dead or was it no, alive? No, it was walking around. I didn't think well, skunks... What goes on down by your place? I don't know. The foxes, the skunks, you got uh, birds that are basically dropping from the sky and attacking you? Yeah. <laughs> I thought skunks were like in, like where you live, near woods. I don't live by woods. <laughs> what are you talking well, about? Where are those groundhogs coming from then? I don't know. Yeah. I, my Kim asked the same question yesterday. She's like, you would think we live by, you know... Creeks and woods. Yeah, creeks and woods. We have deer every night on our cameras uh, around the house. We have like this family of five deer that cross right, not even on the grass. Like they're on the walk, like the walkway to the to the front door. Like we're waiting for them to sit down and have a sandwich <laughs> right outside. Yeah, start feeding those deer. It's crazy. Yeah. So I I did not know that uh, skunks hung around by the ocean. Did you get close enough for it to spray you? No, but. I'm now going to be concerned about that every time I walk out my I door. Don't blame you. Can skunks be rabid? I guess they can be, right? I think so. This skunk too was was all had a lot of of white. I thought it was okay. even dispersed. Well, yeah, maybe it's an older <laughs> skunk. It was large, also. Really? Maybe it yeah. was a raccoon. No, it was definitely a skunk. I put my flashlight on it. How close were you? Um, I was a, a couple hundred feet away. Oh. And really your strong flashlight? Work I have a from, really strong flashlight. From a couple? What are you joining? The CIA? <laughs> it's dangerous out there, Jerry. We're going to see We're gonna see videos of Al. He's going to have the flashlight on top of the gun <laughs> as he's walking around <laughs> in the dark. Just walking my dog, yeah. Because <laughs> my dog's not the smartest. She'll just go up to the skunk and... Yeah. Well, like dog like owner. <laughs> yeah, or you surprised like you turn the corner of the skunk there. Skunk doesn't know it well, gets scared. It's and crazy. you're going out at such a weird time. Yes. Whether it's a skunk, a fox, or just a horrific human being. God knows what you're gonna encounter. Right. I get all of those. Very dangerous. All of those and then some Jerry. But yeah. I carry my pepper spray, I've got my flashlight. I've got nine one I have nine nine one one. I have nine one. Is dialed. that like you're setting on yeah. two send? <laughs> Speed dial, 911. Yeah. I see something, say something. I see the Mets are finally hiring this David Stearns guy. I don't yeah. know. Do you, Would you go, if I had to give you buzz, no buzz on this? Uh, somewhere in between. Uh, because I think, so a couple things. One, yeah, he did a nice job in Milwaukee. But as I said to you the other day, last time I checked, they went a damn thing. They won some divisions. They went to the playoffs five years in a row. All good. They were a good team. Never won a World Series. 
Um, but seems to be a really good baseball guy. Can't hurt, you know, and you're looking to kind of figure out what direction this team's going to go in. It's another good baseball mind. So I think the problem with saying it's buzz is that it's been rumored for a year. Yeah, these buzz, no buzz things that have been hanging around for a long time when they finally happen. But I wouldn't say no buzz only from the standpoint of they got it done, they got their guy, now it's time to get rolling here. So I'd say somewhere in the middle. I was also reading that they think this dude's going to bring in the the Brewers manager instead of Buck Showalter. Great counsel. Yeah. Well, a couple things there. I And this was something I read two weeks ago in the Milwaukee Journal-Constitution when I was there for the Pink concert, is that there's rumors that counsel could leave, um, be let go, leave, whatever the case may be. But the one reporter said in the article, however, do not expect him to manage in 2024 because it's his kids, I forget if it's high school or college, like senior year, and he wants to step back for one year and go watch his kid play and then expect him to take a job in 2025, which to me made all the sense in the world for the Mets because you got Buck still under contract, 101 wins year one, this year went sideways. All right, you know what? Go show us what you are next year. And if it doesn't go well, we know we got our guy in 2025. That to me makes sense. But who knows? Maybe they blow him out, they Give counsel a lot of money. I don't know. I, I, I don't, who knows? My gosh, could you imagine, like, I couldn't imagine if I was in high school and my dad was like, you know what, I'm going to take a year off so I can focus on you. I'd be like, what? Well, I, he's probably also grown up in the spotlight. <laughs> I don't think it'll affect him as, like, it would someone that went and batted zero <laughs> for an entire Little League season. Yeah. All right, I'm going to take a year off from Delta because it's your senior year. I don't really focus on you. I'd be like, oh, my God. Now what? Oh my God. I think he what? will appreciate it. Think about how many games his dad has missed. That's true. I, it's funny. Driving home from uh, baseball practice last night with Joseph, we were talking about that, that Matthew's finished playing. And, you know, he's going to be in eighth grade, so even his time is at some point soon going to end in the next five years, I would guess. Who knows? Maybe a little longer. But sitting thinking, like, how many games you've played – and I said, oh, how many do you think I've missed? And we figured he's probably played about 300 games, and I think I've missed four. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good record. Now, Craig Council is a baseball guy. His kid's amazing, and he's probably never there. So right, I get he's always it. on the road. Yeah. So to me, it makes perfect sense that if you can, you would take a year off and go watch your kid play. I think it's great. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Then I saw that this Matt Olson, to me, quietly hitting... And fifty-one home runs. I think that's very well said. Has quietly hit fifty-one home runs. Yeah, tying a Braves uh, record yep. for a single season with uh, Andrew Jones mm-hmm. tied that mark. But I was like, wow, this guy. Fit. We forget about like the in the steroid era, dudes were hitting seventy home runs, sixty yeah. home, but fifty-one home runs now. That's a very impressive number. So yes, hundred percent. The question I would have would be. When you talk about those numbers, like when we were kids, if you hit 35 home runs, oh, my gosh. A 30-home run hitter was a big-time home run hitter. If you had 40, it was like nothing we'd ever seen. One of the uh, YouTube videos that we were watching the other day was biggest conspiracies and scandals in sports. They had Sammy Sosa, the cork bat. They had uh, Barry Bonds. You know, the creator of this piece, 
what they put as number one was Major League Baseball buying Rawlings and taking control of the baseball to make it fly farther, Is that which right? was his theory. Don't know if that's ever been proven or not. Interesting, though, because ever since they bought Rawlings, the home run numbers have been pretty good. How about that one year George Foster hit 52 home runs for the big red machine? Oh, he was juicing. He was on HGH and testosterone. No, and he was a thin dude. Yeah. And how about Henry Aaron never hit 50, but he hit 35 at like every year. Compiler yeah. Eddie? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hank Aaron, compiler. Yeah. Well, and that's why they'll tell you that Babe Ruth was so amazing. Right. He hit 60 when teams were hitting 50. Teams. Teams were. Yeah. This big old meat-eating Babe Ruth. Would you think it would be cool to transport yourself to 1922 yes. to see Babe Ruth? Yeah, I'd, I'd put a uh, suit on and head out yes. to the baseball game. And a cigar. <laughs> I grab my newspaper, a cigar, a suit, and a top hat. I would love to just, like, in person see what it looked like. In color, not in black and oh, white, too. Not in black and white. But just to see what the game was. Yeah, I would be. Tra- I would like to transport back to then. Be kind of cool. Everyone seemed nicer, Jerry. Probably. probably you, know, you think there were fistfights in the stands in the yes, Babe Ruth era? I do. You do? Yes. I think there might have been worse. There might have been maulings. <laughs> it's a different time. Especially if you go around uh, those late 1920s when the stock market crashed. Was a, oh, my God. People fighting each other in the streets at the Babe Ruth baseball games. Tension's high. Yeah. I can only imagine. A lot of bad drinkers back then as well, Jerry. Uh, yes. And gambling. Gambling was running rampant. Right. And there were no apps to bet on. You had to uh, find an actual guy in the 20s. <laughs> no, th- yes, and he was the same guy that would come break your arm if you didn't pay him back. <laughs> right. Right. That was the thing. If you didn't pay your bets off, you get a broken leg. Or worse. In some cases, you might be found behind a dumpster. Yeah, because you, lo- you know, the Brewers lost the game. <laughs> yeah, well, and you bet your life savings on <laughs> right. it. I'll take Gorman Thomas to hit a home run tonight. And think this. Back then, last time I checked, Visa wasn't around yet. So if you did that, your family didn't eat that night. Yeah. You couldn't Venmo uh, your <laughs> no. bookie some cash. No, you could not. I guess you could barter a service for a piece of chicken, I suppose. Jerry, it was so long ago, you had to, uh, you couldn't legally bet on sports and you couldn't legally smoke weed wherever you wanted. What a time we were living in back then. And this is a serious question, Eddie. Was prostitution ever legal in like the teens and 20s? No. It never was. But it was around, just not legal. Was it oh, ever it's legal? Been around for no, as I long know that men have been around. But I'm saying it was never, never legal in this country. Well, Vegas, I I know Vegas, I know the Bunny <laughs> Ranch. I get that. I'm saying like in New York. No, okay. Jerry's wondering, like, could you go to a baseball game in a suit and then go see a lady of the evening legally? No, the Mets of Andy Six figured that out <laughs> under the stands. <laughs> All right, when you're playing, uh, we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo in just a moment. Amy Lawrence, Odyssey Sports Minute. On the Jets. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. I've got about 45 seconds or so left. I know it's not a lot of time for this uh, earth-shattering story you've got. Yeah. Jerry, you know how, like, everything these days, it seems like everything is uh, on video. We yeah, get to sure. see everything. Th- Except aliens. haven't seen any of them on video yet. No aliens on videos right. yet. But there's one thing that was not on video that I, I wish we could have seen. And this is when Garrett Wilson went into the locker room at halftime. <laughs> the moment to, with Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, to check on Aaron Rodgers. And he said that Aaron Rodgers said to him, 
Sorry, kid. It sounds like an after-school special. It does. <laughs> or like Mean Joe Green throwing yes. a kid a jersey the, for a Coke. The Coke. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey. Maybe they can make this into a Super Bowl commercial. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> right, if the Jets do well and we all forget about the yes. horror that was the Aaron Rodgers injury. Way to go, kid. Oh, you did it, kid. Inspired by true events. Go get it. That, the only thing would have been better is if Zach Wilson went to see him and he went, do it for me, kid. <laughs> you don't know that. We They're very have, tight. They are very tight. You don't know. They they said, uh, Salah said that Zach Wilson is not the same person as he was a year ago. Oh, is that right? Big influence from Aaron Rodgers. WFAN. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.